Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love. Write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. All right, what is up, everybody? We are here with my man, Tony Shavers III. Tony, thank you so much. You know, I think I tell everybody, everybody listens in, you know, time is the one asset that we do not get back. So I appreciate you spending it with us this morning. Uh, you, It's 5 a.m. your time over on the West Coast. <laughs> 5 a.m. Thank you so much, John, for having me on. I'm excited to uh, take a deep dive here. Absolutely, man. Listen, we, we really appreciate it reading and looking into, you know, who you are, you know, what your mission is and how you, how you truly want to motivate and inspire people to really chase their dreams and get after what they want to do in their lives. Um, I love that. You know, I live for entrepreneurship. Everybody that we have on here, you know, it started off strictly entrepreneurs. But as we've, as we've grown, we've had some TV personalities on and, and we really focus on just the journey of any human, right? So it's not just about entrepreneurship anymore. It's just about people who, who started somewhere, had to go through tough shit and the journey on how they got to their success, right? So, uh, so that's what we're doing here. So, so Tony, tell us, you know, you, so you right now, I know you are a speaker, a writer, a philanthropist, um, you know, so talk, talk to the people out there who don't know who my man, Tony Shavers is, you know, let them know a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, well, I think where my, my story starts almost is where kind of my beginnings came from, uh, which I think is important to. Um, dive in because that's where I believe um, all the success I have today stems from. Right. Um, so for me, um, my story starts at birth. I was born here in Berkeley, California, uh, November 5th, 1992. I'm 26 years old, um, but I weighed one pound, four ounces at birth. Mm. Um, so I was a premature um, baby, 24 weeks gestation. Um, you could literally hold me in the palm of your hand, how small I was. Wow. And um, if you do your research on prematurity, you know, that is um, a very scary situation, number one. And number two, a lot of um, children don't make it, really. Uh, the doctors pronounced a death sentence before life was even a consideration. Wow. Um, mentioned to my mom that uh, it was very unlikely that I was going to live. And if I did that I was going to have kind of developmental issues growing up as a kid, and that I wouldn't kind of be on track and be up to par, up to speed as normal individuals uh, would be. Mm. Um, so growing up, went to different therapy sessions, things of that nature to kind of make sure that I was, you know, developing, you know, in the right track or whatever mentally. And um, I, I share that because you wouldn't know that just looking at me. Uh, and I think that just the stories that we we have um, about ourselves are very, very unique. And I, I would say that there was a special anointing over my life at that moment. The fact that I'm here 26 years later, you know, 174 pounds, uh, <laughs> you know, I've clearly uh, defied the odds, if you will. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, fast forward from that aspect um, uh, of where I am today in my life and then the writing and 
why I play that the role is that growing up, uh, writing was like my safe haven, if you will. Mm. Uh, I started kind of my uh, <clears throat> the passion for it developed in the fourth grade when I wrote my first poem. Oh wow! And uh, I didn't know at the time that 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 was going to be an avenue that I would kind of be interested in. But I remember my first poem that I wrote was about global warming and farm animals, and uh, in the fourth grade, and I still have the poem somewhere. Get, get right, get uh, right to that mission work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a horrible poem, but you know I won't read it out loud. But um, and that was a, a calling, I believe, was, was being placed on, on my spirit and on my heart um, to um, kind of fully see it through fruition. And I didn't know at the time that, you know, in the fourth grade that, you know, 16 years later, uh, that that would have turned into, you know, a book uh, and two books at this time and bestseller status. And I'll talk about that a little later. Um, so, you know, my background is one that, has had its challenges through depression and dealing with my dad being incarcerated um, and, you know, learning to find strength within my own identity and myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned earlier that you know, I'm Tony Shaver's third. That means my dad is junior and then his father is senior. Right. I um, mean, for a very long time, you know, I've dealt with a lot of name identity crisis behind that um, for a few years, actually kind of hating and resenting my name because of the pathway of my dad that he was traveling on being incarcerated. I thought, you know, being named after him, that I would go down the same road as him. So right. clearly, you know, I, I'm not. But but all those things, all those pivotal moments have definitely shaped me to where I am today. Oh, fuck yeah, man. And you know, you know what I love about that? The biggest, the biggest thing for me is that I, I love the fact. So I, so funny enough, speaking of Tony, um, when I, when I started adapting social, my business, you know, when I was literally a teenager in my parents' basement with no money, no funding, uh, all myself, you know, I, I kind of had a similar, similar story where, you know, I, you know, I had troubles, you know, with anxiety, you know, I had, I, you know, problems and situations, you know, with, with my father who had the same, same exact name as, you know, similar to you. Um, and yeah. the, the one part that I really, really love, uh, specifically about entrepreneurship is just the simple fact that like you can create your own destiny and you can separate right. from that because where you start doesn't define the finish line. And also the biggest thing that I love too is that if all those problems that you had and that I had as children didn't happen, you wouldn't be so fucking motivated and you wouldn't be the person that you are. Right. And so, and so the biggest thing for me is I look at all of my situations that it looked like were, were happening against me. And as I've gotten older, I'm 27. So I got, I got uh, only a year on you. So we're both young and getting it. But the biggest thing is, <laughs> is I learned, I learned very early on that instead of just pushing blame on things that didn't go my way, I had to say to myself, they're not happening against me. They're happening for me because all of those weaknesses that I looked at as, Oh shit, you know, this, this is going to be my outcome because this is what happening. This is what's going on with my father or my situation um, or my anxiety, but it's it's turned me into a fucking machine, you know. And I have to I have to have you know grace and and thanks for those problems and those triumphs. So I love I love right. that you know that that we identified that because that's huge in entrepreneurship for everybody listening in. That's the biggest thing, you know. People look at situations that are uncomfortable as like why is this happening for me? Or you know, of course this would happen to me, of course, and look at it that terrible toxic mindset of like, wow, the world is happening against me. 
when in all actuality, all those negatives are actually happening, you know, for you and not against you. So you have to be, you have to, you have to be thankful for those moments too, because it wouldn't have shaped us to, to what we are today. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. And so, so talk to us, talk to us about your book, man. Talk to us about your, your you know, your book that you wrote. Absolutely. So, um, I am um, a spiritual person and, um, you know, for me and creativity and writing, it comes naturally, number one, but number two, at the most randomness times, uh, literally, uh, <laughs> I can be in a meeting, I can be driving to work and literally creativity just like, strikes me. Right. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, I've been writing for the last 16 years, everything from poetry, I've competed nationally, like I've oh. done a lot from the creative writing standpoint. Um, and when I, I started my book last year, February 22nd, 2017 at 2.22 in the morning. Okay. I love it. Yeah. And I had no idea, I had no, no, um, I, I didn't plan to write this book. Um, is your dream really worth it? Discover your passion, purpose, and plan. Uh, that was not something that I had sat down and said, I'm going to write a book. Literally, I woke I believe, you know, the spirit woke me out of my sleep and I sleep next to my laptop or a notebook on purpose because I never know jump when creativity is going to strike, right? right? So I grabbed my laptop and I just started writing. And at that time, the first, um, the way that the, the book is outlined from the table of contents is the way that it came out in my head, literally at 2.22 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't change it. I didn't change the order or anything. The way that it came out on my book and the table of contents, the way that it came out in my mind on the writing. And I wrote for about three hours straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't stop. And what I, when I when I did take a break, I realized, wow, number one. And number two, I have to continue <laughs> this because there's something here that it's calling me to write this book right. um, in the self-help space. Right. Um, and what and what I what I didn't want to do when I wanted to make sure was that this book wasn't your traditional self-help book. Right. You know, there's only so much, oh, you know, John, go after your dreams and, and fight for what you believe in. And right. there's only so much of that you can do before the language gets repetitive and right. boring and, and you're making a difference. And so what I had to challenge myself was, how can I make this book impactful? And that was through a series of asking people some tough questions that we don't like to ask ourselves. Right. Number one being, you know, what are the barriers that are holding us back? Why are we allowing those barriers to hold us back? You know, who do you have to become in order for your dreams? Man, so it's kind of elevating yourself. Right. Um, you know, what do you open? And then one of my favorite questions is, you know, if you're achieving your goals and dreams and aspirations, what would you do differently than what you're currently not doing? Mm. And that question um, well, triggers a response of like, oh shit, I gotta get my my stuff together. Like, what, what am I doing? Like, I'm wasting right. my time. Right. And <laughs> and it, it was a, it was a really impactful moment for me as I completed the book. Um, it took me about eight months to finish it up. Um, where I felt proud of, of a body of work that I was producing because not only was it um, kind of sharing my own tidbits uh, throughout my own life that got me where I am today. But it was really allowing people to kind of look, um, you know, within themselves to identify 
you know, what makes them unique? Right? What are the unique talents that you have that nobody else has that you can do better than anybody else on this planet? Uh, and it's through being able to create a vision board, writing a gratitude journal, um, answering self-reflective questions, writing a letter to yourself, all of those activities I think that I've done in my own personal life mm-hmm. um, that you do within the book. So it's like a workbook style and at the same time kind of reading and analyzing things you've read prior. I love that. I love that, man. And you know what? I think the biggest I think the biggest thing that most entrepreneurs or even just people who are just trying to make or better themselves, you know, they don't they don't spend enough time and they don't they don't invest they don't invest in themselves. And one thing for me uh, when I started again adapting social and you know, my dream was to help small businesses around the world get in front of their target audience and just validate credibility, right? Through web, through social, through email graphics, marketing, all this dynamic stuff. And so the biggest thing now, now being able to do that, you know, day one, I looked at it when I was going door to door, walking to pizzerias, restaurants, contractors, real estate offices. I would go to all these places, Tony, and I'd walk in and I would get rejected. I would get, I've literally got doors slammed in my face and I was nothing but polite to these people. Like the craziest shit. But the one thing that I realized when I was in the middle of my first year in, in business, um, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm over, I'm overvaluing my product and I'm undervaluing myself. And that's what too many people do, Tony. They go out there and they focus on like, well, you know what? I want to start making t-shirts or I want to go, you know, I want to be, I want to be a, you know, a contractor or a real estate agent. And they don't realize that the power of anything with human to human business is focused solely on you. You are the brand you are selling yourself. And so, you know, everything changed for me once I started realizing that and saying to myself, well, you know, I need to invest in John. I need to look like, so, so for instance, reading books like this, attending seminars, getting my mind going and learning things because I don't know what I don't know. And if, and if I'm just sitting here just doing, you know, what I've always done, I'm going to get what I've always gotten. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And too many, and too many people, Tony, they don't, they don't realize the fact that, you know, it's, it's reading books like you produced. And it's, you know, really investing in yourself that helps you grow, you know, and I, I've always, again, I come from a family that, you know, had no money, you know, had a lot of triumphs and, and hardships my entire life. Um, and the biggest thing is that like, I looked at that situation and I said to myself, well, you know, I'm going to end up like my family and, and that, and listen to some standards, listen, I have a great family. They're amazing. They're loving, but they're not, they're not people who are go-getters. They're people who like, you know what, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to have a house, the white picket fence. And that's all I want. That's all I need. But other people, you know, like myself, I think there's two people. There's people like that. And there's people who want to fucking thrive. And well, actually maybe there's a third option. People who don't want to do anything, but you know, uh, (laughs) but, but, but that's the category that I fell into. And the, what changed my entire life was investing in myself. And so people who are listening in, you know, take it, take a chance. Look at, look at Tony's, look at Tony's book, read Tony's book, go out to, to seminars. You know, I love to say things like virtual mentors. Like I started adapting social off of learning from Tony Robbins, off learning from Steve Jobs, you know, people like that, that I watched on YouTube and they were talking to me. They might not have been right here with me, but you know, they, they were, they were on my screen. So Investing in yourself is is everything. So that's why I think it's I think it's huge. 
And so talk to us a little bit about your, your philanthropy. Of course. So um, October 2017, um, I founded uh, or established the Shavers Family Foundation. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is a scholarship fund that I created to be able to help um, youth who are graduating from high school uh, get to college. Uh, I know, number one, being a college graduate myself, uh, it's expensive. It is only going to increase as the years go forward. Yep. Um, and so I, I knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, that I enjoy giving back to nonprofit organizations. Like I live for that kind of work. Right. Um, and it all, it all stemmed from an organization that I was a part of a few years ago that now I serve on the board for. And um, I was, you know, helping raise money for their organization and, and their scholarship fund. And I sat back and said, hmm, it would be pretty great to have my own. Like, that would be yeah. really dope to be able to say, hey, I have my own foundation um, that, and I can fundraise for my own foundation and, and not do it for, continue to continue to do it for other organizations. And mm. so um, it was at that time where... Um, you know, the, the, the book was being almost written, getting completed, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take a, a shot at this. I'm going to go ahead and establish it, and, you know, a, the book sales from Is Your Dream Really Worth It is going to help fund this um, before I kind of reach out to, you know, major donors and, and, and family and friends. I'm going to see what I can do on my own first, right? Mm. And um, we're, we're still in the fundraising season right now. We haven't launched anything yet. Um, we're gonna, the goal is to do it next year for 2020. Um, we've done almost like $2,000 out of the $10,000 goal that we have. Mm. I was about 20% of the way there. That's kind of mm. on my own initiative through my own network right. um, and through book sales that we've been for the past year. Um, but philanthropy is something that, number one, I don't think can be taught. It's really it's in you. Like You, you just have a giving nature. Right. Um, and for me, I've, I've always had that. And so the, the Shavers Family Foundation is one that um, I am – going to be really focused on this year uh, between that and, and, and writing my second book um, to really kind of kick it up to high gear so that next year we can start awarding um, scholarships to some high school students who are trying to do better and, and, and make an initiative to um, live a, a better life and help their community um, and kind of are um, upholding the value that the foundation was established on. So leadership, gratitude, and compassion are the three values that have made me who I am today um, that we look for in the recipient that will award the scholarship to next year. That's awesome, man. And what is, and what does, so for the people listening, what does, like, I know you have a giving nature, but like, what does philanthropy like really mean to you? Like, why did you, why did you want to start helping people? Yeah. Well, number one, um, my, we, we look at the question of, you know, when I leave the earth, what do I want to be known for? Right. right. When my time comes, right. Um, which we don't know the day or the time, right? When, but when my time comes, what do I want to be known for? And I right. had to sit back and ask myself that question. Um, it, it was very scary to be able to sit there and answer it. But I kept coming back to legacy, legacy, legacy. That word kept coming back to me. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Um, that I have inspired hundreds and thousands of individuals that I, I, I helped individuals to be able to look inward of themselves and tap into their full potential, that I helped, you know, alleviate some of the financial burden of going to college 
um, to provide like a $1,000 scholarship, even though it's not a lot per se, every bit helps. And so for me, it was, I want to make sure that, you know, my, my story doesn't die with me, mm-hmm. right? That it continues to live on forever. So that, that's why it's so important to me to continue to, while I'm living, uh, and it's manifesting the lifestyle that I want to have um, so that when the time comes, I can, they can go, you know what, Tony was one that impacted my life in X, Y, and Z ways. And that's what I want to uh, kind of be known for. So that was kind of my whole, you know, passion into this. Mm. And <clears throat> the biggest, the biggest thing that, you know, that I, that I've learned too, and, and I appreciate you sharing that, man, is, you know, I, every, every year we, you know, adapt in social does tons of different donations, whether it's, you know, to veterans or, you know, uh, cancer, you know, uh, like recently we just, we just, uh, donated and got a family, a free vacation that's been dealing with cancer and battling cancer. The woman, um, so the woman actually, she lost her first husband to cancer, her second husband to cancer, and then one of her children to cancer all within the same few years, which is absurd. Um, but so like every year we try to find somewhere where we can, where we can invest in that. And the biggest thing that, that I've learned over the years, and again, I'm going to credit this to Tony Robbins, is, you know, the secret to living is giving, right? So we can, we can go and we can create all the success for ourselves, but eventually success gets stale, you know, just like anything else, just like that new car that we all want. And then we get it and it's like, oh, it's just a payment now, right? right. So, so the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing is, yeah, exactly. So the biggest thing is it's like, you know, we, we look at this stuff and we're like, oh, you know, I want, I want to achieve, want to achieve, want to achieve. But the real thing is going through these experiences so that we can share it and help other people in their journeys. Um, because before all this fancy, cool shit like, you know, FaceTiming and, you know, podcasts and, and, you know, social media and anything that we're doing, going back to like, you know, the beginning of time, it was only about survival and helping people and, and joining together. And so, you know, that's what it's all about. And I feel like that's why... Everybody, I don't care who the fuck you are, if you actually care and you're a human being, you know, and you give, you, you help somebody in some certain way, it's going to make you feel good because that's what we were put on this earth to do. Um, so, you know, the, for me, like, and anybody listening in, you know, when you're, whether you're starting a business, whether you're, you know, doing well in your career, I think that everybody should look at philanthropy and look at what they can do to give back. You know, people don't, maybe, maybe most of the world isn't going to be so bold to start their own foundation like my man Tony here, but, <laughs> but you know what, even if you, even if you throw out, you know, donation here or volunteer here or there, you know, it goes so far. It really does. Right. And so what, and so talk to me about, I know that you also, uh, you know, you do some, you do some coaching and, uh, you do, do some speaking. So first off, talk to us, talk to us about that. Um, and just talk to us about the, what, what is the massive value that you add in, you know, to, to people? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the coaching, what's uh, pretty funny, I'm glad you brought that up, um, is for a long time, I did not believe that I could ever be a coach, could ever be a mentor to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, because for so long, I've been told, oh, how did you do X, Y, and Z? You're only... 25, you're only 26, you're right. only 21. Like, how are you doing all these things and you're so young? Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for a long time, I internalized that and I got to the point where I was like, you know what, maybe I can't do any of this stuff because 
of my, my age. Right. And I let that hold me back for a very, very long time. Till it got to a point where people were coming up to me asking me, do you do mentor? Are you, can you mentor me or can you coach me in this, in this area? And I was like, me? Like, are you sure you want me? I think you want somebody else. And I got turned people away. No, 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 I don't do any of that. I'm not doing it. I'm not stepping into that arena. Like, I'll just sit here in my own little corner. Right. But there was a fire that was burning under me because I knew that I could do it. Right. Um, but I let the, the world and, and self-doubt and, and limiting beliefs in my own ability kind of hindered me from stepping into that world. Um, where limiting it beliefs, man, they're dangerous. Literally, right, literally a couple months ago, I'm uh, at an event, and uh, I was uh, selling my books there, and a person came up to me and asked me, do I've, been, I've wanted to write a book for a long time um, to share my own personal narrative, um, do you do coaching around that? I was like, me? Like, no, nah, I don't do that. Like, sorry. Like, you know, I can recommend you to someone who does. And what I realized, and I, I prayed about it, I said, you know, you know, for me, it was like, God, like, you know, if you want me to step into this arena, like, you need to show me, like, what I need to do. <laughs> because right. I'm a little confused. And then people started coming and coming and coming. I kept turning them away, turning them away. And I went back to praying. I was like, if you want me to do this, like, show me what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. And then people started coming and I kept pushing them away, pushing them away. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Maybe that's it. Like those are the people that are coming to me. Maybe I need to take a breather and say, wait, no, I can help you. I, I, I can do that. And um, today um, I'm, I'm just starting um, a new uh, mentorship program that I'm launching this year uh, called Your Story Matters mm-hmm. uh, and helping people find their voice uh, write their story and share it with the world mm. because I truly, truly believe that we all have a story inside of us, our own personal narrative mm. that can inspire hundreds and thousands of individuals. But we first have to believe that our story has value. Right. Um, and so I want to be in that space so bad to help people launch their books and share their story or in a self-help space because those are the two areas that I feel I have my strong suit in. Right. Um, but it, and, I, and I think it's different because there's a lot of courses out here you can pay for that talk of, you know, publishing your books, you know, going to bestseller, which are all great. But very few of them talk about preparing your mindset for <coughs> the journey, right? Laying the foundation for... <laughs> sharing your story and writing your book. Right. And that's where I focus on first because it's not about completing the book. It's about preparing you for the journey of writing it. Right. So how to get crystal clear on your why and breaking down the myths of, uh, of, of, of what you're capable of doing, um, you know, helping you plan an effective writing calendar. So all of those things um, is what I'm going to be working on throughout the new mentorship program over a 12-week period. So I'm really, really excited about this, uh, to launch it this year. I've worked with one client already, and going to work with two more at the end of the month. Um, regarding my, my speaking, um, I knew that I had a gift for helping other people right. uh, very early on. Um, I knew that I had something of value to, to speak on, just based on my own story, mm-hmm. um, and kind of where I am today at 26 years old, um, being the founder of your Family Foundation, uh, being uh, now um, best-selling author of Asia Dream Really Worth It, which is really great. I'm mm-hmm. three right now on Amazon. That's really, really exciting. Um, 
And then the speaking world, I've been so honored and grateful just last year to go to um, Atlanta to speak at Georgia State University uh, for the Atlanta African American Book Festival, um, San Jose State University, California East Bay, Diablo Valley College here in California, um, and now preparing to take this to a much larger level um, and going to other states and other universities. And so I really believe that the value that I have is helping people understand that you are the asset. Right. Right. And, and I say that because that was something that was told to me by my mom. And those four words changed my entire life. And once I understood what that meant, uh, you are in control of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. You are the driver of, of your life. And you need to act accordingly, um, you know. And and are you living the um, the way that you want to be perceived by others? And are you doing the things that are going to put you in the position that you want to be in? And so, right. so once I understood that, um, the speaking engagements, everyone that I've done so far, has you know built my armor of grit, um, and at the same time help other people maximize their potential. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love speaking engagements are fun. You know, they, they right. push you outside that comfort zone. <laughs> they do. I love they it. Do for sure. I love it. And, uh, and listen, so we're, we're running out of time here and I want to, I want to dive in on, on a few more things. So, um, number one, what would you say? Okay. And I always like to ask all of my guests this and put them on the spot for this one. Right. Okay. So what would you say is, a life quote that you love and that you stick by? Oh my God, there's so many. Uh, okay, well, this is my favorite one by far, uh, by Maya Angelou. Um, it says, um, people will forget what you did, people will forget what you said, but people will never forget how you make them feel. Mm. That is by far um, that's fire. My favorite one. That's yeah. that's fire, man. Hold up, hold up. We gotta we gotta hit him with it. We gotta hit him with it. <laughs> at at uh, at almost five five forty in the morning, he's getting. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I actually I really really love that. I respect that. And the big the biggest the biggest reason why is because in your shoes and in my shoes and for most people. The day and age we live in from a marketing perspective is it's about influence. And, <clears throat> and when you're trying to grow a business or when you're trying to do certain things, whether, we're work, like whether I'm working with one of my Fortune 500 companies or if I'm working with one of my small pizzerias, you know, when I'm consulting and I'm going in there and I'm diving in, the biggest thing that when you're trying to pitch anybody anything or sell or close or make a relationship, it's exactly what you said right there. How did they feel? That's, that's ultimately everything, right? In any moment, right? If you're, if you're trying to go on a date, right? How, what was that impression? How did you make those people feel? So many people right. focus on the other stuff. And so I love that, man. I fucking love that. That was fire. Um, Thank you. And, and one, thing I, so, so one thing that I always, I always say, my, my life book, so again, going back to the, the founding, founding phases of Adapting Social, for me, I... Again, no money, you know, had no resources, young kid, and I wanted some sort of motivation and inspiration, but I'm a very consistent guy. If I go, if I go to, I go to the same restaurants, I go to the same food, I get the same drinks, I just like what I like, right? And so I wanted a quote that I could utilize in every circumstance, whether it's me going to the gym, 
whether it's me being, you know, in a situation of, of you know, of a tragedy, whether it's me being in a situation of business. I wanted something that I can universally and globally utilize. So I went online, I'm Googling all these different quotes, and there's millions out there that exist. And there was one quote that like changed the way that I look at business, life, and everything else that growth is a necessity in, right? So it's, and I, what I did was I printed it, I put it next to my bed, and I put it in my little basement office, my parents' house. So when I woke up, I looked at it first thing, and then I went back into the office, and then I saw it again when I was working. And the quote is, live a few years of your life like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And there was something about that because, again, my first year in business, going back a decade ago, you know, I made $4,000 that entire year. And now I didn't go to college. So if I went to college and I got a business degree and I looked at all the different things that happened that year, I probably would have said this is a fucking flop. (laughs) What are you doing, John? You're wasting time. (laughs) And so I really looked at that and I was like, wow, 4,000 bucks. Like, you know, what what, what am I going to do? Like, this is not worth it. But I said to myself, and this is what I continuously say to myself and anybody listening, like, this is how you have to think. If you're gonna if you're gonna set your mindset up for success, it's always gonna be harder before it gets easier. And so I started and I struggled. Like grandma paying for my my gas money, you know, she helped me finance my first laptop, you know, um, and it was it was really really challenging in the, in the in the early phases. But I never ever questioned because this because of quotes like that, I never questioned or said to myself ever for a second like, wow, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I never ever thought about it. The one thing I always like to <clears throat> I always like to reference back to is if if I don't like to have a plan B. So if I want to take the island, I have to burn the fucking boats because if I if I if I know I have that backup plan, right? TR, if I if I have that backup plan, then I know that I'm gonna always be thinking about it. And if I don't have a backup plan, I can't I can't think about that. I, my brain and my subconscious mind are only focused on moving forward. And so that's what that's what that quote means to me. And and you know whether it's you know losing a family member, whether it's you know all these different circumstances that could happen, like going to the gym and wanting to get better. You know you don't go to the gym and the first day see a result. Not even the first week. Maybe not even the first three weeks. You know it takes it takes a lot of time to get these results, and and you have to put the time and struggle. So you know that's that's one thing for me that really really motivates me. You know every day. I like the code. I like it. Thank you, thank you, and uh, and yeah, man. And, and ending here, you know, let's let's plug let's plug you know uh, where people can find you. What's coming up next? I know you got another book coming out in spring. So talk to us about you know where they can find you, what's coming, and, and all that great stuff. Yeah. So my website is www.tshavers.com. T s h a v e r s dot com. There's a hyperlink for the Shavers Family Foundation on there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Shavers Tony, the number three. Uh, greatly appreciate it uh, for that. And I, what's up next for me is working on the second book. Um, it's the personal narrative uh, called Here I Stand um, from Childhood Rejection to Adult Resiliency. And I'm um, really excited for that book um, to kind of take a deep dive into my own personal narrative to be released in the spring. And then, as mentioned earlier, starting uh, a mentorship program uh, called Your Story Matters. Uh, working with um, very few, a few clients at a time to give them a personalized mentorship session to help get their books out to the world for those who have a desire to 
share their own personal narrative or write in a like, self-help mm-hmm. space. So those are the two kind of major initiatives right now is getting my second book done and launching um, the program and, and working with clients for the Your Story Matters. I'm really excited for 2019. I, um, you know, I just kind of did a lot of investment in myself from personal development to mentor for this year. So uh, looking forward to seeing what this year brings for sure. Love it, Tony. Listen, thank you so much again, brother. It's been a freaking honor and a pleasure connecting with you and having you on our podcast. I know that you're going to add massive value to anybody listening in. And like I said, to anybody listening in right now, right here, go check out Tony. You know, check him out on Instagram. Check out his book. Um, you know, he's, he's doing some big things. And he was trying to help people. You know, and actually, I hate that we're trying. He is helping people. Okay. He's out there actively doing so. So check, check him out. Doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, check, check, check him out. Check me out. Thank you so much, John, just for your platform and, and yeah, reaching out. I really do appreciate it, and I uh, hope that 2019 brings you all the prosperity uh, that you have been working hard for the last decade. Right? I believe in the power of planting seeds mm-hmm. along the way mm-hmm. and just watching that the harvest comes. Uh, not a matter of if, just a matter of when. So, right. Uh, much success to you. Thank you. Hey, and, and same same for you, Tony. Again, appreciate your time. Again, it's an asset that we don't get back. So you spending it with us and our platform here, you know, it's it, it means the world to us. And I always like to end off, as always, my listeners. Um, it's I like to I like to disrupt mine, right? So especially when I'm doing marketing, the, the reason why we're so effective is because we don't conventionally just throw an ad out there. It's all about disrupting the mind and, and really going towards the subconscious. And not just conscious, right? Because normally conscious could almost be on autopilot every day. So when I see people, and I thought of this a few years ago, I was out, I saw somebody, you know, from high school and, you know, when you run into somebody, you know, that you haven't seen, you know, in a while and maybe, you know, maybe you want to talk to them, maybe you don't want to talk to them. But normally it's a generic conversation. Oh, how are you? How's everything? Oh, great. Good. All right. Well, have a good day. And it's like that conversation right there. I was like, Wow, it's it's so autopilot, you know. It's like, oh, have a good day. What does that mean? Have a good day. It doesn't it doesn't show any control to the person that is you know that's living that life. And so what I do, and I like to end off here on each each session uh, or each podcast is create a great day, right? Because you are in charge of it. And you started to say this before. You're the pilot. Create a great day, okay? Too many people too many people don't realize that they are fucking in charge of their lives. They're the pilots of their lives. So everybody out there, not only create a great day, but create a great 2019 that's going to propel you to set up a great life for yourselves because the creation part of it is up to the person and the, you know, the person who's, you know, who wants to get after it, right? I hate when people think of it like, well, hopefully 2019 is a good year. I'm hoping it's like, don't, don't say you're hoping because you have to, you have to put in the work to get after it. You have to be a hunter, don't don't wait, you know, for for the you know for the rainbow to fall on your lap. You need to go out there and you need to go hunting. Okay, that's what it's all about. So, again, Tony, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you, man. And thank uh, you. we hope you you and your platform, you know, create an amazing 2019 for yourselves. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. All right, brother.